Hey, Ashley. Hey, Olivia. Welcome to Talk of the Book Club. A podcast for lonely drunk bookcasters. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, did, are you okay. cheersing your water too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we may be drinking water, but I think we're in high spirits. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> water can be exciting too. So exciting. <laughs> Actually, I was just, so last night at the grocery store, I saw the La Croix, La Croix, La Crotch, whatever you want to call it, and I was like, oh, can we get one? And Michael was like, sure. I'm like, duh. So we got, like, the pomple mousse, and then promptly came home and drank, like, four um, cans of it, and I was like, this is, like, not a sustainable habit. Like, it's just, like, so good, and plus, I don't know, like... I, I drink a lot of water, like, in general. And so to, like, just drink one can of LaCroix doesn't, yeah. like, sate me. It's, like, not hydrating, and I just want to have more. <laughs> I know. It's a dangerous thing. That's why, like, I just can't buy it because I'll drink the whole thing yeah. that day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I get, like, I don't know, maybe if I wanted to, like, buy it on Amazon, I'd buy, like, multiple cases. Anyways, sorry for that. What did we read this week, Olivia? We read We Are Never Meeting in Real Life, a book of essays by Samantha Irby. Yes. And it has a really adorable cat on the front. Yes. Is that supposed to be Helen, do you think? I'm assuming that's supposed to be Helen. Oh. Didn't she say Helen was black and white? Oh, yeah, she did. But... I imagine this being a representation of Helen. Well, you know what's funny? Like, now I'm seeing it as, as a, like, a cat that's a Hellion. But before I was think, seeing it as a cat, that was, like, really adorable. Really? <laughs> like, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that cat is so spunky and cute. That's and now funny. I'm like, oh, no, that's supposed to be, like, a devil spawn. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> But maybe that's perfect because all of the other people at her work were like, oh, she's so spunky and cute. <laughs> so, yeah. I think she saw the real Helen. The real Helen. So. Um, can I describe it? Yeah. Yeah. Do I want to or do you? Wait, what? Do you want to describe it? <laughs> yes, I will describe it. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> It is a collection of essays, um, and they—I don't know—like they kind of, in terms of you, if you look at like straight, like topic, it's kind of all over the place. But if you look at like larger themes, I think a lot of it is about love and relationships, and um, like a lot of pain and learning how to be an adult and like coping with shit and what else food and racism and sex and I think like I would say probably over the course of it especially with like how starting with Mavis on 128 it kind of becomes like I think like progressively more about like I don't know I would say like maybe the first half is is less about love and the second half was more about love I don't know. Yeah, at least more about, like, romantic love. Yeah, 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 romantic love. So, yeah, I mean, oh, my God, shut up, computer. Sorry. I'm just really popular getting a lot of LinkedIn updates, um, which 
They know that I never check it, so that's why they send me more emails. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that, like, in general, yeah, it's, like, some are shorter, some are longer, but in general, they kind of, like, um, hit on those themes. Did I miss anything, though? No, I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think it's a big description. There is a lot of pain and growing up and love in here. Yeah. And love in different ways, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and humor. It's also really funny, but also well, like, yeah, it's like, I feel like she does like a really good job of like punching you in the gut and then yeah. making you laugh, but like not, not in direct relation, like not, I don't know, kind of like, what's another like funny book that we read? I feel like there was another funny book we read where it was like the pain and the, oh, maybe I'm just thinking of like Phoebe Robinson and how like in talking about like issues of like racism or inequity she would like immediately kind of make it funny yeah and I didn't feel like it was I feel like Samantha Irby's style is more like dry Mm -hmm. um but also like so it wasn't like you get like a one-two punch of like ooh, that's painful ooh, that's hilarious too I felt like it was more like she pointed out like ridiculousness and like her It was, like, more observational, maybe. I don't know if I'm describing that well. Well, and I think she has this way of writing, which I didn't really put this together until later Mm -hmm. in the book, where she kind of ends these, each essay, like a movie or, like, a television show. Oh. Or it just at least, like, kind of reads like that. Uh So, um, anyways, I think that, like, that writing style helps with these heavy moments, too, because she's not outright, she's not trying to, like, make it obviously funny, but when Uh she kind of ends these sections, it's like, and then it was all okay, or, like, you know, drove away in in the moonlight. Like, it kind of adds a lightheartedness to it um, that helps you process some of these deals uh, I also think she's unapologetic for some of her feelings which yeah. I think is really good yeah like the way she deals with her father yeah uh, and like um I thought once when I just found where was it as these ashes are tucked away in a box in a gap bag inside my hall closet, the sheets and duvets within are decidedly unfolded mm-hmm. on page 42. Mm-hmm. She's like, kind of like, well, you were always so tough on me about like house tours and punched me in the face for doing things wrong. Like, yeah. I'll keep you here. Here you are, but it's not going to be clean and tidy around where you are. Kind of like a nice little dig to him. Yeah. I think that, <clears throat> Her just being honest and unapologetic about those feelings and how she's dealing with it can be funny in itself. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, I think it's nice to see that someone has these strong feelings and doesn't care, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's good to read that for some people. Yeah. Now that I'm, like, looking back at the endings, I'm seeing totally what you're saying, where it's kind of like she ends on, like, an ironic or, like, a sarcastic or, like, a goofy note. Mm. <clears throat> like, I'm yeah. noticing, oh, the Fred, a blues for Fred. 
She ends up saying, like, and I don't have to worry about running these busted knees around after any babies, which, like, is actually, like, sad in that, you know, she thought they were going somewhere, and his response was, like, you're not going to have any babies. You're not going to be able to run after babies. Um, But also is, like, her kind of – it's interesting because you're saying that she's, like, really feeling the feelings, but I feel like also there might be, like, an element of kind of, like – masking it a little bit with humor too that's true but that's true i mean yeah to be fair i don't know if she actually feels everything but i guess specifically i like the way that she deals with her dead father yeah yeah and that's like a super complicated relationship and it's really interesting because like over the because i don't i didn't have any background i don't read her i didn't know about her blog or anything and i haven't read her other book and so like over the course of the book, you get, like, more snippets about her life. And, like, her young life was really fucking tough. Like, really, really, really tough. And she doesn't, like, she doesn't write about it, like, in a Oprah book club, like, memoir way. Where, you know, like, it's like, oh, feel bad. Like, here's all the terrible things. In fact, often she, like, really plays it down. Um, yeah. But then also, she'll, like, be like, no, man, like... I think at the end she was like, because my parents are dead, as I keep on reminding you, or something like that. You know, like, she, over the course of it, of the book, you, like, kind of learn more about, like, how her childhood was really, really, really rough, like, tough, um, like, painful, man. Like, I can't imagine. Um, But then also she, she does kind of, add humor in a way that almost feels like taboo like you wouldn't expect somebody to do that but it's like also super real and genuine I don't know I appreciated it too well I think that humor is a real way that people deal with things yeah but like saying like it's considered taboo to talk about it or react like that but for a lot of people that's the best way that they can deal with painful situations exactly um the section where she talks about panic attacks, uh-huh. I had just had panic attack like before I left on this trip, and seriously, word for word, that's crazy. the feeling. I've never read someone like describing it. Uh-huh. I've never read it up or whatever. Yeah, I've just kind of assumed that these moments of freaking out that I get are panic attacks, right? But, like starts in my left arm like she was talking about like yeah. I could not believe it I was reading that section just like oh my god Sam. that's crazy that is really crazy yeah so again <clears throat> I think that was the moment where I realized I like the humor that she uses to describe these sometimes difficult situations to talk about yeah um and like I <laughs> liked in that section she talked about how she was a cop or or like an ambulance or an EMT or whatever, mm-hmm. she would be that person that also like cleans out your litter box for you. <laughs> <laughs> she would notice the things around your house that you wouldn't want people to see if yes. you die. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, again, it's just like adding that humor to otherwise pretty intense or depressing situations. Yeah. And, really and sort of like... I don't know, getting to the heart of, like, 
what what are the concerns that you really have that maybe you don't like talk right. about but like everybody like has the thought where they're like oh my god if I die right now don't let it be like in my underwear like with Cheeto stains on my fingers you know like <laughs> let it let it be when I look really glorious and wonderful <laughs> Yeah, totally. Don't let it be when I have, like, a sink full of dishes. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think she even says that, too, where she was like, and my last thought is, do I take a bite of this tuna sandwich? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was so good. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. yeah. She's it really... highlighted and folded pages a lot in this book, mm-hmm. but I think most of it was like, yeah, totally. Or I... all the feels. Or, like, <laughs> I know. Like that. My comments yeah. were all either like LOL or like, oh gosh, you know? Or yeah. I didn't mark it because it was just like, come back to this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, but I liked it a lot. Me too. I thought it was really interesting that like her relationship with Mavis all began with like her being a fan. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. That was so crazy. <laughs> I like the way that that was actually one thing I wanted to talk about. I like the way that she unveiled her relationship with Mavis. Mm-hmm. Like, even though obviously in writing this, their relationship is already, you know, they're getting married. Yeah. But for us reading it, I feel like we are there yeah. as they're falling in love. Like, she did a really great job of going back in time. Yes. But making you feel like you're right there with them. Yeah, um, it was like in the moment because, like, when you, at least for me, when I first read that first one, I yeah. like didn't necessarily have an indication that it was like going to be a long term thing because she talks about a lot of different relationships in the book. Yeah, so that yeah. was cool. I really liked that. Yeah. Me too. Um, so when when that sentence did come up of like we're getting married, it was a nice surprise. Yeah. It was really also, sweet. it's hilarious that after all of the rest of the book of her being like, I can't have kids, but that's fine. Like, kids suck. They're crazy. Like, how am I going to raise a kid during, you know, while I have all these problems, whatever. Uh-huh. For her to end up with a woman. I with know. Two kids, I know. And what, reading about her, <laughs> um, trying to figure out how to be a part of that is really... That sounds actually really complicated. Like... I mean, obviously, that's, like, the most Captain Obvious comment. Like, it's complicated to become a member of a family. It's already established. Like, duh. But as she, like, gets into the details of it, like, being a grown-ass person who has, like, already established, like, the routines of your life and, like, living alone and what you do when you live alone. And then suddenly, not just living with a partner, but living with a partner's, like, tween-age kids. Yeah. Like, that sounds really complicated. <laughs> so complicated. And, like, she was saying, like, what do you mean there's a limit on screen time? Like, I'm 37 years old. Yeah. I can do what I want. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, I can't imagine. Things like that that you don't even necessarily think of. Like, right. being alone. I don't think, like, hmm, did I watch too much TV today? Right. Like, you know, I might have a thought where it's like, oh, let me pick up a book, but it's not necessarily a conscious thought you have all the time. Right. Um, so to go to having to start having conscious thoughts about your day-to-day life, then yeah. to also needing to change it or, you know, yeah, or in some ways to fit raising two children, I can't believe it. Yeah, because it's like, if you think about it, if... If you're, like, a person who goes from being, like, a living-by-yourself person or whatever, and then you, like, 
start with the kid thing as babies. It's like you, you like slowly figure out those elements. Like a, you don't have to right. worry about screen time with the baby yet. I mean, well, you do, but like different in a different way. The baby is not like saying like, "Let me be on the iPad, please." You know, <laughs> but like if you're like just kind of like jumping into like already established routines, it's like yeah. You have your already established routines, then there are their already established routines. And, like, I don't know, the idea of being like, okay, everything you do, like, you're a role model, like, you're kid's model. Like, that's something that, obviously, I think about in terms of, like, the one hour a day I have with, like, a student or, like, you know, the six hours a day that I'm with students. But, like, your whole life, like, I wake up on Saturdays and I immediately go on my phone. Like, that is not good behavior to have kids model. But, like, I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> well, I think in one of – I think in that last section where well, – maybe it was earlier – She's talking about how, like, Mavis has to give up one thing for this relationship or something. Uh-huh. And she's decided to give up everything. Like, that's a hard decision to make, too. Like, you might love this woman and want to be in a relationship, but when they already have two growing children, you have to be the one that's willing to change pretty much everything you do. Yeah, that's, like, not – there's not, like, an even level of compromise in that, that there might be <laughs> in a relationship where it's, like, two people, like, unattached coming yeah, together. Totally. <clears throat> that's rough I never thought about that but that's so difficult I don't know if I am a selfless enough person mm-hmm. to be like okay fine I'll give up everything that I like to do no problem I just feel like I'm too much of a control freak like I would be like no my I'd be like okay that's cool we're gonna have routines but I get to make them up yeah, yeah <laughs> like, that's let's be real about the bossiness level of me <laughs> Oh, yeah. Either way, though, it would be complicated. It would be. I don't know. I mean, obviously, she's having a hard time with it, too. So, you know, it's... um, But this made me want to read her blog. Me, too. It also made me want to read her other book, Meaty. Yeah. Which, is it also essays? Do you know? I don't know. Huh. It Uh, made Mavis fall in love with her, though. Yeah. I have to say, and she she lets you know that that's what she talks a lot about, but I don't like bathroom humor very much. Wait, say that again, because you kind of cut out. I don't, I don't like bathroom humor very much. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, like, many times where she's talking about diarrhea, <laughs> it's hard for me to get through. <laughs> I wanted to just, like, skip those sections, but I didn't, and I read it, and I wanted to bomb. Um... <laughs> But it makes me a little bit afraid to read her the blog food. because she about how she bathroom humor. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I really enjoyed it, and so at least with the blog, I can just skip those those entries. That's true. <laughs> I review. Don't know it. Like this is funny, but I don't know that that like necessarily stuck out to me too much what (laughs) yeah like I'm trying to mentally go through my mind and be like what were the bathroom humor (laughs) I'm sorry I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy oh my god that's no it's just so funny to me because like it was so difficult to get through (laughs) I remember specifically I was sitting at that bar in Omaha and I was reading this section where she's friends with the two guy roommate or guy college Uh, people oh okay yeah 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 yeah. yes 
and there's stuff on the side of the road, and I had to put it away, because I was, like, sitting in a bar with, like, the biggest disgusting face on, or look on my face ever. I actually kind of loved that one, because I loved how the one guy, John, was like, a girl, you got it. Like, this bro of, above all bros, who she's, like, inexplicably friends with her freshman year of college, and she's like, in any other situation, I would have just been horrified and been like, don't look at me. But like, at this point, I had no, like, no fucks to give, basically. And this like, bro dude is just like, you got it. Like, cheering her on. I thought that was so funny. I mean, I liked their friendship. <laughs> but, oh, I just don't like reading about bathroom stuff. I know. It's... So, uh, she was very explicit. And she was very explicit about, like, sex, and now I'm remembering, yes, I guess some diarrhea. (laughs) And stuff like that. That's true. I'm okay with the sex part being explicit. No problems with that. I don't want to read about poop. (laughs) Oh, my God. So funny. I mean, she worked in a vet hospital, and as she pointed out, like, she saw a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of vets, the part about Helen Keller at the end. Oh, I know. Made me want to cry. Where is that one? I think it's, like, one of the last. Is it? Sections? Um, oh, oh, oh. Feelings are a mistake. Oh, that part where, like, because it's so, that was so good because she has this, like, way of describing Helen throughout the whole other, like, throughout the book where it's, like, she's got this, like, animosity and, like, this personified, like, dialogue and stuff, and which is really funny. And, and it's, like, like, when I was reading it, I was, like, pretty, I feel like I kind of, like, I got what their relationship was. Like, I'm going to talk about how, like, bitchy and, like, horrible my devil cat is. But, like, obviously she loved her, right? Yes. And I think that, like, in that last scene, it was just, like, perfectly described in that, like, you can see their love for each other, but also she, it's like, what does she describe it as? I'm being really bad at describing right now. She goes, our fever dream was broken by a knock at the door. The enthusiastic Grim Reaper popped his head in asking, we all good here? Helen dug her rear claws into my thigh and I would have body slammed her to the ground if homeboy hadn't been watching. Like, it's just like, perfect. No, it's really great. It just made me so sad because, I mean, she bit three people and that's why they're in that situation. And it's like, oh, oh, it's just heartbreaking. I know. Oh, and she purrs. Uh, I know, and she purrs. Mm. Oh, I think that that's why I just had this dream last night. I found a little rat, and oh. I had my purse, and I was trying to take him to the vet to make sure he was okay. But he kept popping his little nose out of my purse. Mm. And I like, put him in a beanie because he was cold <laughs> for some reason. And then in my purse, and he kept popping his little head out. And I thought he was going to be really mean, but he kept trying to, like, nuzzle and cuddle. And I think it's No, rats are so, like, loving. 
I want a rat really badly. If you get a rat, you should get two, though, because they're super social and they get lonely. Okay, good to know. So they can just, like, they literally, like, will cuddle. They will yeah. groom each other. Oh, so cute. Oh, anyways, that Sorry. was a long rant about my dream, but I think was inspired by the story of Helen. I've been having weird dreams. What? I don't remember the rest of them right now, but, like, weird dreams these last couple nights. I think it's the moon. Yeah, because it was a full moon, right? Yeah, it was a full moon, like, two or three nights ago. I have been having very weird dreams, too. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> well, my rat dream comes true, but nothing else. You should get one. Yeah. I'll try. I'll try my best. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would just say that, like, it is a, I would, it's a good book, and people should read it. <laughs> I feel like we're making a lot of sense today. <laughs> it's a good book. People should read. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I, no, it is a good book. People should read it. It also is a great fan. Yeah, you need to put your AC neck on. um oh i do have to say like i thought it was really interesting i was looking at the acknowledgements and i like i don't know usually i read those just like Uh skim them and she like named all the people she's like thank you to everyone who's made me laugh um especially my chosen family and she names a bunch of people and she names fred owens so like that's fred right yeah and then she also names zachary jones Interesting. And that's the guy who she, like, sent a happy birthday to. Yeah. And he was, like, they had that, like, little, oh, I apologize for things, how things ended. Yeah. Because, oh, that's what I was going to say. I thought it was interesting that, like, for some of the relationships, and I guess this reveals, like, clearly people she's still, like, friends with and, like, clearly, like, has close relationships with. She has, like, word for word, um like, excerpts from their, like, text messages or, like, whatever, emails and stuff. And then for other people, she, like, only refers to them by their first initial. And I was curious about that during the reading process. And actually, I was super curious in the first section with Mavis, the one that was just titled Mavis. Yeah. She includes that, like, email. Uh Um, On pages 140-141. And she's like, if you really want to know the truth, and this gets all mushy, but it's real. Like, she has that actual, like, email, which was, like, pretty, like, real. Like, I don't know. Like, I read it initially not knowing that she still had a, like, that she eventually married Mavis. And I was like, shit, does this woman, like, approve of this, like, excerpt being in this? Like, I don't know. Like, it was, it seemed so personal. Yeah. That initially, I was like, ooh, What? I didn't think about that, but that is a really good point. I mean, I'm sure she has to reach out to these people to let them know. Yeah. And so before realizing that they're still, that they're, like, married. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's, like, a very, that's a very, like, real and kind of, like, raw emotional thing to include in a book that you have to go back and, like, get permission to get that in the book. That really emotional email that you sent me. Do you mind if I put that in my book? I know. Like, what if somebody asked you that? Would you say yes? I don't know. I guess it would depend <laughs> on the email, but 
Yeah, I don't know. That's an intense thing. Yeah. I think about it from that perspective. Yeah. That's funny. Anyways, I don't know why I get like all, ooh, who'd she think? <laughs> if we ever have a friend who writes a book, they better fucking thank us. They better. For just being their friend. Yeah. I'd say we, um, we shape people. I think we shape people. Yeah. I also laughed at the part where she was like, white people will picnic anywhere. <gasps> and I was like, about to go have a picnic by the Missouri River, just like randomly by myself. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I literally was telling Michael about that like yesterday or the day before. I like saw some people just like sitting yeah. by one of the parks, and I was like, oh my gosh. And he was like, well, it's nice to picnic. And I was like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> hello, white man. <laughs> you will picnic. It's so true, though. It's funny. Because I thought that was very um, a very accurate description of myself. <laughs> um, but when she's talking about how like she won't go to people's houses for the same reason, like white people will be like, "Oh, come sit on my patio and like eat food out here." I never do that. <laughs> yeah, my patio for some reason. Like it can be the nicest day. My garden can look beautiful, and I'll be like. Mm. <laughs> I read that part and I was like, oh, yep, that's Michael and I. Like, if we had, like, a little tiny little concrete slab with one chair on it, we'd be like, let's go sit on the patio. <laughs> it was oh, too true. Oh, so true. Well, I'm definitely going to have, I'm going to make someone borrow this. I know. recommend this to someone, I guess. I totally would, too. My struggle is always, like, do I keep it to, like, physically hand off to a friend, or do I go drop it off in one of the, like, thousand little three libraries, or little free libraries right. in my neighborhood? That is tough. Mm, good call. I don't know. I feel like this one in particular I should lend to a friend because I wrote in it. Oh, you wrote in yours, yeah. Yeah. Did you write, like, like, this book belongs to Olivia? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I should start doing that in all my books. <laughs> if found, return to Olivia. Have you seen those cool, like, embossers? No. Oh, my effing God. They're so cool. You get them, like, it's like a stamp. It looks like a stamp. And you get, like, you order it, and it says, like, this book belongs to you. And it has, like, your name, or, like, it has, like, your monogram or something. And then you, like, put it, like, the pages of the book between it, and you, like, stamp it down. And it embosses the page. So, like, it doesn't stamp it. It's, like, embossed. So, like, you touch it and it, you feel it. (laughs) That's really cool. I know. You touch it, you feel it. You touch it and you feel it. Yes. (laughs) So, Um, what are we reading next? Oh, right. Um, I need to go buy that. What is it? Glass Universe? Yes. Is that what we're reading next? Yeah. Who's the author? Okay, so yeah. Next we're reading The Glass Universe by Dava or Dava Sobel. Or Sobel. Recommended (laughs) by our dear friend Evan. Thank you, Evan. Yes, thank you. And that's a quick recommendation. He just had that. That's right. Red. That's right. We were like, do you have any suggestions? And he was like, I don't know, you guys. 
do you want my suggestion? And we'd be like, yes. <laughs> That's why we asked. <laughs> no, we hate your taste in everything. <laughs> yeah, and then he was just like, boom, boom, boom. Gave us yeah. a little quick synopsis. He's very passionate about this book. Yeah, so I'm excited to read it. Me too. Soup's excited. Olivia's traveling traveling the world right now, so if you see Olivia somewhere, <laughs> buy her a drink and a book. Buy me a drink, yeah. And she'll, she'll give you a book books. recommendation. I will. I'll talk to you all about books for so a drink. So good. I'm gonna, I want to put that on a shirt. Like, buy me a drink. I'll give you a book recommendation, and then I'll just wear it every time I go out to a bar. I think that's a really good idea. Oh. Maybe we should paint these. I really like this. Yeah. Buy me a book. I'll rec... Oh, wait. No. Buy me a drink. I'll recommend a book. Yes. I think you're really on to something. Okay. I'm going to do it. I need one for this whole vacation that I just did. I know. Shit. I just have to go on vacation again. Oh, no. That sounds horrible. (laughs) Darn it. Oh, wait, no. Where can people meet meet us? Where can you find us besides Nashville and New Orleans if you're looking for Olivia? And my couch if you're looking for me. (laughs) Uh, Great places to be found. Um, They can find us on Instagram at drunkofthebook. Email us at drunkofthebook at gmail. Uh, Stitcher, iTunes, um, we have something else, right? Oh, and our website, com. Yeah, there you go. So, contact, give us book recommendations, be as cool as Evan. We, yes. We will want your recommendation. Let's, Let's get, get reading. reading. Yay. Yay. Go turn on your AC. <laughs>